This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. The Capital One Venture X business card earns unlimited double miles on every purchase. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash VentureXBusiness. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Jack Spear. The border and foreign military aid bills, months in the making, officially flopped in the Senate today. Now on to Plan B. NPR's Eric McDaniel has this report. Negotiators, Republican and Democratic, met for months to hash out a 300-plus page deal, a response to the record number of migrants arriving at the U.S. southern border. But it took just days for that work to wither. Republicans under pressure from Donald Trump had a change of heart, no longer insisting border measures be linked to Israel and Ukraine aid. A vote on a clean foreign military aid bill was expected this evening, though Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has since adjourned the chamber, indicating that the GOP's internal disagreements had delayed things. We will recess until tomorrow and give our Republican colleagues the night to figure themselves out. Now... That vote, strictly on foreign military aid, is expected sometime after noon Eastern on Thursday. Eric McDaniel, NPR News, Washington. A group of voters of color in a suburb of New York City has filed an unprecedented lawsuit challenging a voting map under a State Voting Rights Act. Zimpier's Hansi Luang reports the lawsuit could have implications on legal protections against discrimination in voting around the country. Lisa Ortiz is one of the voters arguing that the map of voting districts for the Nassau County Legislature splits up many communities of color and combines them with predominantly white areas. Ortiz says that makes it hard for black, Latino, and Asian American voters to influence elections. Being grouped into a district that really has the power to silence our vote, it discourages people. This is the first lawsuit to challenge a voting map under a state-level Voting Rights Act. Legal experts say critics of those laws may try to appeal this case to the U.S. Supreme Court, where over the past decade, the conservative majority has been weakening the Federal Voting Rights Act. Anzi Luong, NPR News. The Florida Supreme Court is weighing ballot language for a proposed amendment to protect abortion access up until the point of viability. Regan McCarthy of member station WFSU reports it's the final step before the proposal goes to voters in November. During a ballot language review, the focus is narrow. And Lauren Brinzel, who's leading the push for the amendment, says the questions the mostly conservative justices asked made it clear they were sticking to that framework. They weren't directing questions about how they feel about abortion. They were looking at whether or not our language is clear and concise and whether or not it's single subject, which we know it is. If the court approves the ballot language, 60 percent of voters will need to support the amendment for it to pass. Adding urgency for abortion access advocates is a separate case challenging Florida's 15-week abortion ban. If justices uphold that law, it will trigger a six-week ban. For NPR News, I'm Regan McCarthy in Tallahassee. Marianne Williamson has suspended her Democratic presidential campaign, ending her long-shot challenge to President Biden. An update on Wall Street, the Dow gained 156 points. You're listening to NPR. The Department of Homeland Security's cyber agency is sharing new details about a prolific Chinese state hacking group it calls Volt Typhoon. NPR's Jenna McLaughlin says the group has been a major focus for U.S. officials in recent months. Almost a year ago, the U.S. government revealed the existence of a group of sophisticated hackers who had been burrowing into U.S. critical infrastructure networks in Guam and elsewhere. The group, called Volt Typhoon, has been linked to the Chinese government. U.S. government agencies have said that the hackers seem to want access to ports, water systems, and other critical industries in order to gain an advantage in any future potential conflict. 
Following a congressional hearing focused on the technological threat from China, the Department of Homeland Security's cyber agency CISA is releasing an advisory with more information. CISA says these hackers have been hiding in some targets' networks for over five years. The hackers' activity has proven very hard to detect, they say. Jen McLaughlin, NPR News. The Biden administration is setting tougher standards in terms of deadly soot pollution. The government saying that reducing such pollution from tailpipes, smokestacks, and other industrial sources could help prevent thousands of premature deaths each year. Environmental and public health groups are calling the rule finalized today a major move forward in terms of improving the nation's health. However, some industry groups warn tougher standards could lead to the loss of manufacturing jobs and even shut down some power plants. Crude oil futures prices closed higher today. Oil was up 55 cents a barrel to end the session at 73.86 a barrel in New York. I'm Jack Spear, NPR News in Washington.